Welcome to Awe Inspired, the new podcast of St. Agnes and St. William of York. Thanks for walking with us as we journey through Advent with some of the families that make up our parish family. Every family is unique in their own way, all of us striving to fulfill our individual calls to holiness. We hope that these conversations this season can inspire you in your own life and call. Each week of Advent, we are going to sit down with families at different stages of life. So this first week of Advent, we're having a conversation with a family with young children, um, Peter and Ali Scozzi. Children are a great source of hope for us as we journey in this time of the coming of the light of the world. Um, So I hope that looking at one family's practices of prayer can inspire you um, to discern with your own family and see how the light of the Lord is calling you to live out Advent in your own way and home. So thank you, Pete and Allie, for um, being able to sit down to chat for the St. Agnes St. William of York podcast, first inaugural conversation, Um, just to be able to prepare for Christmas, because I feel like so often Advent is just maybe um, a candle without much conversation or just the Christmas shopping and the stress and all the things and um, planning for the parties and the celebrations and the gifts and then we forget that there's so much more to like preparing to like taking that time so down um yeah so yeah it's great to be here glad Mm -hmm. glad we can uh we can share yeah excited yes so um the first question that i had um which i had mentioned was so how does what's one way that your family practices advent like some activity not activity that you know what I mean but something that you do um together um with your kids for to kind of make Advent something special for all of you and what you said your oldest is 10 and the youngest Mm -hmm. is four and what's the spread between that (laughs) yeah so we have four children um our oldest is 10 and um, our second is eight, so they're really nice and easy right now. Ten, eight, six, four. Oh, nice. um, but Anthony, our um, our our third, he his birthday is on Christmas. Oh, that's so So we actually exciting. have a little extra fun celebration too, like having that. Um, yes. And he, at this point, he's six. Turning seven, he still loves that his birthday's on Christmas. A lot of oh, people, so when he tells them, they're like, oh, poor you. And he's just like, what are you talking about? It's great. I share a birthday with Jesus. Yeah, so, birthday. Um, Best birthday buddy you could have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're at the stage where we don't have diapers, we don't have naps, where, um, you know, we're just like really enjoying, they're all able to play games together. You know, there's, yeah. we're able to, um, they're feeding themselves. Like, so there's, you know, we're at a really cool stage right now. So mm-hmm. yep. that's a little bit about our family. Yeah. So the question is, you know, what is something we do as a family to make Advent special? Um, I think talking a little bit about how okay. we treat Advent as a season. No, I think I think share a little bit about... Um, how we pray together? Yeah. Okay. Well, we... One of the things that was in my background growing up um, every single day before dinner we would have a prayer devotion time so it was kind of like you eat, you eat food 
you pray. Like before you eat the food, you pray. And so um, we would sing a song and read some sort of Bible uh, story or a selection from the Bible um, or read like the life of a saint. And so that's really helped us because it's almost like it's dinner time and well, dinner we time. Ad- we adopted that. We adopted that thing. from yeah. my family. And so when it's dinner time, it's prayer and dinner time. Um, so it's like maybe a 10 minute time of prayer and song and reflection. And uh, it's great because, you know, you always eat dinner um, and it's not like left to the end of the day or let's try to schedule it some different time. So it's built into our dinner time and that's helped us for 11 years of our marriage and raising the children to have a daily prayer time with our children. And um, I'd say that is like the foundation upon which when we enter the season of Advent, which is so exciting, um, the songs, the scriptures, um, and even the saints sometimes begin to help orient our family towards Advent. So we're seated at the dinner table, you have the candles there, you have maybe we sing O Come Emmanuel, um, and you're beginning to read maybe some of the early scriptures in the Old Testament that kind of anticipate. Right. Um, and there's also, there's already a natural excitement about the season. So I think that our dinner devotions, our dinner prayer time is even further enriched by that and just takes on an Advent flavor. Um, even as we use different devotions, maybe different years, it's just kind of an Advent flavor. But that, that 10 minutes, that time, that's like our time as a family. That's kind of like our sacred time every night before before a meal so yeah 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 of course the kids are getting really excited about the fact that um we're going to be able to pull out the advent wreath and um and that they're going to take turns being able to be the one to light it and things like that or blow it out um yeah (laughs) saint catherine of siena's in training yes (laughs) that's right and um (laughs) but uh we actually we've recently discovered and loved um, the Jesus Storybook Bible, which we've had for a long time. It's a children's Bible that the subtitle is Every Story Whispers His Name. And Aww. so all the stories of the Old Testament are pointing to Jesus at the end. You know, the last couple sentences. Um, you know, David, the story of David being anointed. It, it points to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, we discovered last year uh, an Advent calendar around those uh, that Bible where you read through the Bible and, and every single night you're being pointed to Jesus. Um, and so we've really liked that. I think we'll probably do that again this year. Um, just as kind of like a practical (laughs) tip. Um, but, um, yeah, we, in the past we've done various devotions that we've, our Advent kind of calendar devotions that we found, um, depending on the ages of the kids. Um, yeah. I feel like those, like, advent calendars, when you take one thing, like... Yes. There's the smaller, like, chocolate ones, but also just something that it's... I've seen ones where it's, um, like, the nativity scene, and so each day you're adding something Mm -hmm. new, and so it increases that physical sense of waiting, that it's like, okay, wait, I need to wait until tomorrow until we can have this extra thing, that, like, tactile... Yeah, um, well, that's exactly... Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's a, we have a bulletin board that I 
basically make almost like a path and you're you're using the images and you're kind of you know working your way up to the nativity um where you're actually sharing the story of you know jesus and you're adding the images of um the different bible stories leading up to that so yeah and who gets to do that it's like giving them all different jobs you know have enough have enough little activities that somebody's always doing something um so yeah yes awesome do you ever have them um the different readings that you do from that storybook bible is it ever um one of them doing one of the readings or is it um uh not yet yes i was about to say it's kind of on the edge there they're not yet there that they're they're reading it but um trying to make it where we we read it and then try to help them understand it and then they'll be you know sometimes they get they're asking all sorts of questions it's like listen it's time for dinner, guys. We can talk for dinner. Talk more, yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes they're stretching out. Because they, really they really are interested. You know, they really are interested in this as a season. Um, and just in the scriptures in general, I think they, they, they love the stories in the Bible. And they love more questions. Sometimes we can't answer the questions. It's too deep. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. definitely more than... It's, it ends up being like a, div, a prayer, you know, worship singing a song together, worshiping, reading from the scriptures, you know, Jesus allowing him to speak to us, um, and then dialoguing about it. And obviously, Peter generally and I, Peter is a little more of like a gifted at opening up the scriptures and kind of, Mm. you know, sharing that to the kids. But um, between the two of us, kind of just guiding the conversation, but then them joining in and really wrestling with it and, and, and kind of processing it. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Do, um, you or, um, any of your kids yet have a favorite one of those, um, stories that lead up to, um, Christmas, Mm. whether it's, um, like one of the things about King David and like kind of that Jesse tree symbolism or whether it's like stories of Mary. Mm. Huh, I'm trying to think if there's a specific... I mean, Silas, our youngest, he absolutely loves David and Goliath. Pretty much any boy is going to love <laughs> yes. David and Goliath. Yes. And that and that story of um, of David, you know, slaying the giant and um, really rescuing Israel in that moment, it, you know, the, the book helps to point us to, you know, Jesus as the true person who slays all of the giants in our lives and mm-hmm. um and so you know they they just you know they loved they love a lot of the old testament ones because they're so you know vivid really um and um i think probably um you know noah too you gotta love um the story of of noah's noah and the flood and um the promise you know, the rainbow and the sky. I, I think all the kids really enjoy. Well, and the, the idea that each of these stories, like, there was, like, the promise at the end of the flood, like, I will never, you know, flood the nations again. And the story ends by saying, like, and and this anticipates Jesus who would, like, fulfill all of God's promises. And I think they love that, that connecting piece. Like, how does this come back to Jesus? Um but yeah, they and all... kind of figuring it out a little bit too. Yeah. Like, oh. yeah. 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 So, yeah. That's, and I feel like stories are always, like, Christmas stories are sometimes in, capture people's imaginations more than most 
And so yeah. that's like the perfect entrance into like that spirit mm-hmm. of prayer and like picturing and like mm-hmm. um like yeah. being able to see that like imaginative prayer like okay like I can see mm-hmm. like okay I can picture Jesus like slaying this um uh giant even if he mm-hmm. came as a like someone younger and smaller than me or like especially mm-hmm. your older kids like having mm-hmm. experience like oh like this is what it's like to have a baby in the house and all of these yeah. things and, yeah mm-hmm. absolutely uh, yeah. yeah um so, and do you all do anything, any particular, um, maybe traditions to kind of make that space for Christ in the family at Advent? Mm-hmm. Or, because I know that that's always something so difficult in, mm-hmm. like, yeah. today's world, which I feel like is such an overused phrase, but also so true that it's just difficult in space, yeah. today to make that yeah. space. Yeah. Yeah. So, in terms of, um, specifically, in terms of making space for, for, um, in Advent, I feel like one thing that we try to do is to honor the season of Advent, like you were saying in the beginning. Like, it is so easy to jump to Christmas. It's so easy for us all to be just feeling like right now we, you know, this is it. This is the season of Christmas. Um, and so for our family just to take that seriously like this is a separate season of waiting and so we actually do some pretty hard practices for our kids that I think are good I mean they're hard for me too but we um, don't get our tree until much later in the season Mm -hmm. Um, that has sometimes left us with some very awkward (laughs) looking Christmas trees Charlie Brown Christmas trees Um, one year Pete (laughs) cut down a tree it it was an overgrown Christmas tree farm one of the few that was open and it was literally the top of a 30 foot tree it looked like an upside down Christmas tree Um, but you know I I think it makes that season of Christmas that much more special we light our tree when we get it but we don't decorate it until Christmas Mm. Um, those things like not trying to jump right into the season of Christmas but enjoy the season of Advent and waiting and slowing down um it allows us to have a little more space during that time to prepare. And then when Christmas comes, it allows us to honor that amazing celebration all the way until Epiphany. And literally our kids know that there are eight days of Christmas and you get Christmas presents on those eight days. Like it's not just one day. And um, and then Epiphany comes and there's more presents. Like, so there's more, there's a lot of excitement because of that. And the anticipation building. And um, so I, I like how that dynamic works. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lena was, was like, please, can you turn on Christmas music in the car today? And it's a week <laughs> before Thanksgiving. So, um, you know, I think it's definitely not e- an easy thing to do. But to kind of say, you know what? I know this is, I know this is hard. This is against what we want. But it allows that us to practice that waiting mm-hmm. that the Jewish people practice. You know, really didn't practice. They just had to do right. and um, enter into that uh, a bit. Yeah, yeah. It's a season that trains us in waiting, and I think that's a really good thing to enter into. And yes, it's it's definitely opposite of what a lot of the culture is doing, and especially when you hit Christmas and like. A few days after Christmas, yeah, trees are out in the front yard. Away. And so we're just in a different kind of uh, rhythm there. And um, yeah, we love, we, we really, yeah, we, we love that. And it's kind of our unique 
some unique traditions around that which yeah and generally during advent we give up treats except like we make some exceptions for certain christmas parties or christmas parties that's the hard part yeah (laughs) but during the week and things like that we give up treats as a family as a way to like kind of just you know scale back get ready for the feasting you know by by fasting yeah (laughs) Um, one last week (laughs) yeah um enjoy it this thanksgiving yeah um But I think, Pete, maybe you could share about how we make space in our lives really for Jesus in a regular way that I think, you know, moves into Advent and maybe... Well, making space in the midst of, like, craziness, I mean, I think there's the season and then there's, like, on a, on a daily and a weekly basis, how do we do that? And one kind of practice that we really love is, like, honoring Sunday as, like, a special day, as a day that's holy. It's, like, set apart... And specifically doing a set of things on Sunday um, and not doing a set of things on Sunday, it makes Sunday like it, it anchors us. And then when we, when we go into the week, we've had like that rest. We've had that focus. We've kind of like consecrated that day to the Lord and to doing a, a, a set of things. Um, and so uh, I think that helps us make space. It's just like, you know, this today is like it's. For God, we're not going to do this, that, and the other. We're not going to do everything out there. We're going to we're going to limit some of the things that we could do in order to give ourselves greater freedom. Right. Um, and uh, so those are those are. I think that becomes life giving for us. Um, yeah, and like that um, rhythm of um, that the liturgical year like gives us like yes Sundays, but also gives yeah. us that like that whole season yeah. that's kind of like one long like deep breath before yeah. like that even greater celebration that it's yeah yeah and there's so much there's just so much in that season that it's almost like too good not to like too good to jump to the next season in my mind there's just so much and, and like the daily mass readings you read them um the different saints it's a, it's such a great season to kind of soak in and then when you hit christmas to kind of soak into that that because it's such good news well we found Um, that kind of living in a liturgical way living with seasons um has really just benefited our family in general because so often you can just um desensitize to life's pleasures simple pleasures like you miss out because you're you're you become so accustomed that you actually need more Mm -hmm. and um and i feel like when we live in with these different seasons where there's times for like scaling back what did um what was that uh john michael talbot about the bread and the butter and the coffee no it's completely gone it's like advent is a season not of fasting but of penitence or something i forget i'm gonna maybe that should be you know not a thing but um it was like it was basically saying like it's not like you're it's a complete fast but it's just removing some of those like you eat bread without buttering and coffee without cream or something like that it was just like taking a little step back from those you know everyday pleasures so that you can remember um what it's like to really you know feast and I, i found that for myself that you know i can get one minute you know it's so nice to have a glass of wine um, you know, at the end of a day. And then the next minute, it's like, I need the glass of wine at the end right. of the day. And so when you scale back and you say, you know what, we're going to cut back a little bit from treats. We're going to cut back a little bit from alcohol. We're going to cut back a little bit from TV or anything that numbs us to, you know, yeah, being open to the Lord. Then 
when that season of feasting comes, it's spe- really special. And then you, you know, you go back to ordinary and then right. you, you know, and then you go back to Len and you're like fasting yeah, again. So like, that rhythm. In and out and in and Yeah. Out. It's just, it, I think it really helps guide us, um, in a, in a time when it's so easy to just roll and roll and roll and just be swept up in what everybody, ex- you know, what everybody else is doing, what, you yeah. know, what's expected of us from the world. And, and I think that, yeah, that kind of like you're saying, that breathing, it's just, it's really helpful. Yeah, and I, and I think our, our practical daily anchor is that prayer time, like right at dinner times, it's kind of like, I'm coming home from school, everything else is going on, so it's like, why are we here? What are we doing? Like, what's, what's like, bringing meaning what back? For? What are we yeah, thankful right. for? Like, that anchor on a daily basis is so important. Um, it's, and it's needed more than a weekly. Right. I mean, there's that Sunday weekly, you know, it's special. We go to mass together. You know, we don't do a set of things. We kind of focus on God a little bit more, but even daily, like needing to be anchored in the midst of like a culture that's just kind of so crazy and right. media and everything. Just being like, come back together. Yeah. And um, it's like that time of prayer is like that, um, tiny, like window, like, um, like door, like eye hole. Um, so that it's, when you like take a second and you look, then you see Advent. When you're already having that conversation with God, or it's like, yeah. okay, like I'm going to like add in this five minutes, and then mm-hmm. it like pulls back the curtain, and you can see just mm-hmm. that like, mm-hmm. oh, like this is what the church is doing. This is what God is doing in our lives. Like this is yeah. what like, yeah. or just um like yeah, that's that. It makes that first week of Advent so much more palpable when mm-hmm. there's that, um, when you have that moment to be able to have that change and that mm-hmm. um. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's really hard to just like, you know, start a new tradition. Yes. It's really hard. You want to do, there's all those things you want to do. You know, I want to, you know, do gingerbread houses and make cookies and do all the things. Um, But I think Pete and I have learned that like we, and be at all the events, the fun things that everybody else is inviting us to. But I think Pete and I have learned that like we really have to prioritize. Like this is something that, does not change our family prayer time our, our personal prayer times our family prayer time these are things that are absolutely necessary and then after that then we can pray and discern what other things we can do you know or we're able yeah. to do um but it has to that has to be there first and i think often it's super easy to think that prayer you know having time to pray is a luxury instead of a, ne- a necessary thing. Yeah. And uh, Pete right. often says, we're too busy not to pray. <laughs> You're too busy not yes. to pray, Allie. <laughs> yes. Go upstairs, have a prayer time. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's actually the perfect kind of thought going into Advent, that it's like, oh, I'm too busy to like do the Advent things. It's no, you're too busy not yes. to take, to like, because we need it to- yep. three times as much. Yes, yep. exactly. But, yeah. 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 Oh. So yes, perfect things going into that. Um, first week of Advent leading up to everything. But, yeah. So, any last thoughts or things that you're looking forward to in the season? Or mm-hmm. um, something that I might look different this year? Or... Hmm. Well, growing up, we, uh, my dad, who had like a pipe fitting background, he took this piece of copper and he made this gigantic star. Oh, wow. And we had a 40-foot pine tree in our front yard on Orpington Road. Mm. And I would love to climb the top of that 
that tree. And it would be like December, freezing, and we're climbing with this big copper thing that he fabricated. Oh my goodness. And then we had lights going down this 40-foot pine tree, and it was always, it was always a blast. And he recently, you know, they cut down their tree actually several you know, years mm-hmm. ago, and he recently said, hey, you want, you want the star? And I thought, you know what, maybe. Because we recently uh, bought this wooden um, nativity scene from the Shrine of St. Anthony. Oh, awesome. And that's other part of Advent is it's a season also of witness. Um, We've done a lot of Christmas caroling. um, And Christmas caroling or just displaying the Lord out there. So I got a little spotlight, got the nativity scene. And my dad just mentioned the star and I thought, huh. Let's see if I could anchor that to my brick out on the second floor and it would like point down to it. It might be kind of cool. But it's yeah. it is a season of witness. Um, and I think that's something that we we feel like is important is how how are we gonna provide a witness in our words and how we speak, you know, what our even our home looks like, um, and then what we do and what we what we value. Um, and that's that's a that's our hope as a family that we would we would be a witness to the Lord. Um, so it's not just about me and our family and what we're getting, but also what are we giving yeah. um, through our time, our gifts of time to help others or through different opportunities to witness, um, be it caroling or being serving somewhere or something like that. Uh, last year we caroled down at the local nursing home, and that was just oh, nice. one meaningful way of just giving back and um, you know, trying to share the light of Christ with others. Um, so that's our hope. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Great. That's mm, good things. Good, good lights on the horizon. Literally, yeah. <laughs> literally yeah. and figuratively. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Oh, and thank yeah, thank you guys again. And yeah, definitely we'll awesome. be praying for your family over the coming thank season. You. That yes. uh, it's always good to have those small spaces too. Like yes. mark our days, mark the year, mark this season. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Wonderful thing. Yeah. Thanks for thinking of us, and hopefully it can help. You know, be in, be inspiration and. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Do we want to um, close with just a short glory be? Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Cool. Um, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. 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 Thanks again. Praise God. Thanks again for listening to the first week of Awe Inspired Advent Conversations. Until next time, you and your families are in our prayers. St. Agnes and St. William of York, pray for us.